Welcome to the Delta Weekly Podcast. My name is Molly Quell. I'm the international editor of Delta. And my name is Yudik Throst, and I'm a graduate student at the Faculty of Applied Earth Sciences. And we're going to talk to you about the week's news. So, the TU awarded its 8,000th doctoral degree last week to Hayo Hendrixa, who completed his PhD in civil engineering. His research focuses on how vibrations can impact offshore structures in the Arctic. He was forced to take sick leave during his research with acute scaridosis, but still managed to complete his degree in five years. The very first degree given by the university was in 1906. It then took the university 19 years to award its 100th. Comparatively, the 7,000th degree was awarded only three years ago in May 2014. So they've really been increasing this uh, number of... uh, PhDs awarded every year. Massive PhD output, but it seems. congratulations to uh, Dr. Hendrixa, and yes. uh, we wish him all the best. Definitely. In the campus news, fewer and fewer HBO students are choosing to upgrade their education to a university degree. Ten years ago, one in nine students transferred to a university, but now this number is only one in 14. The problem is that HBO students are not sure they will get study financing during their bridging programs to university masters. This product affects hundreds of bridging students who are not eligible for study financing or students au fait. And you were one of these, right? You did a yeah. high AO and then transferred. So how yeah. was that for you? Did so you get financing? the way it is... Uh, at the TU is that you do get studio financing because your bridging program counts as a bachelor's. But for some uh, studies, it is not the case. Oh. And that's when you that's why you don't get the financing. Interesting. Well, I hope that they get this uh, worked out. Yeah, I hope so too. So today as we record, it is still freezing cold. But by the time you are listening to this, it's predicted to have warmed up a bit. However, temperatures dropped low enough last week that a number of students were able to take part in the country's most beloved pastime, ice skating. The ice in front of the EO building was sufficiently thick enough to support the group of about a a dozen students who came out to skate and i hear you also saw some students playing ice hockey yeah yeah that was uh, so the beginning of this week so monday they were ice, ice hockeying at the in front of the old tno building nice so that was pretty awesome yeah everybody's taking advantage of this cold weather i didn't know that it was that cold that yeah. you could actually ice skate i didn't cool. know, i only know that it's so cold that my dog just does not want to get out of bed in the morning so it's been a bit of a shove every morning to try Bro. to convince him to leave his nice warm cushy couch i know what that feels like yeah uh, the TU wants to start a pilot for a minimum grade of a 7 for Viscounda Bay. A higher grade for Viscounda Bay leads to a higher chance of completing the first year at the TU, according to a study of students who started in 2014. People who scored a 7 for Viscounda Bay had a 70% chance of making it to the second year. Student council had some objections to this. For instance, Viscounda Bay grades are less representative for I.O. and architecture than, for example, applied physics. The TU should do a better job of informing students, says the student council. For example, uh, having a mandatory study study choice check before you start. Uh, and so, what would a study choice check entail? Do you know? So, I think it's you check that you meet like requirements before you start a study, before mm. you start your education. All Rather than like, allowing to people complete yeah, the first year say, and then drop Yeah, just say you know, uh, mechanical engineering seems cool, so let's. I want to do that. Yeah. And I hear we have some exciting times for uh, an off-campus. Yeah, an off-campus. Yeah. Tell us um, about that. So the Hyperloop team uh, will be last weekend. It was the moment of truth for them, uh, for the TU team. Uh, their capsule was tested in the 1.2-kilometer-long track in California to see if it was the fastest. While we're recording this now, the test has yet to take place, uh, but when the results are known, you can check them out on the Delta website. It's still very exciting, though, and probably quite nerve-wracking for the team in California. In the first test, in which they qualified for this uh, test, they finished second behind the team from MIT, so very uh, good there. Win or lose, the feat of engineering of the Delta Hyperloop is still pretty amazing. The capsule has a theoretical top speed of 1,200 kilometers an hour, although in the test this weekend, it will probably only manage 200 kilometers an hour. 
hours since the track is not long enough. But yeah. best of luck, of course, to those guys. And we'll be sure to update the uh, Facebook page and stuff with the results when they uh, when they come in. Of course, of course. Yeah. In other science news, the spread of disease can be predicted like the weather, according to Alexandru Vespignani. Vespignani is an honorary professor at the university. He is a full professor at Northeastern University and discussed his theory during the Health and Technology Seminar last week. He has used his research in the spread of disease to create a model of what he calls six billion synthetic people to predict the spread of disease, and he hopes that this model will improve vaccination schedules and travel restrictions. Did you know how the whole science of epidemiology started? No, but please tell me. It was during the cholera outbreak in uh, London. I believe it was London. And then this one guy is like, no, it's not the... So then they thought it was toxic fumes from cemeteries. But there was one guy who said, no, it can't be. It has to be the water. And then he started doing this whole statistical thing to see uh, if, it was, if he was right or not. Interesting. Well, really, Yeah, it's really cool. To, hopefully on the basis of that, we can get some better uh, yeah. uh, information about how disease spread and maybe make some better choices in the future. In more disease-related things... Uh, breath analysis is a tool used to diagnose several diseases, and this list is growing. However, right now, breath analysis is quite expensive. Uh, new technology developed by Dr. Adonis Reyes of the Applied Sciences faculty might change this. Uh, using a laser to measure the absorption of uh, gas mixtures, it is possible to determine which compounds you are breathing out. Knowing what is coming out of your body could help in di- diagnosing diseases like gastric uh, and lung cancer, for, to name a few. Considering the use for diagnostics, alcohol tests, and security rays, expects that portable laser gas analyzers to hit the market within a few years. Well, I look forward to uh, taking a breathalyzer. That's not about whether or not I have been consuming alcohol before driving, I suppose. And, of course, just more lasers in daily life, which is yes, always a good and, thing. And everyone likes lasers. Everybody likes lasers. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a drone. The skies are full, and Yadzi Imbrahim Jenny, who just defended his PhD at aerospace, developed a system for integrating drones into civilian airspace safely. The system uses conflict detection and resolution to handle unpredictable situations and aims to improve the safety of the skies. And maybe decrease the time for your stupid thing you ordered on Bowl.com to get oh, to Oh, right, house. to arrive. Yes, well, perhaps we will uh, We will see a bit uh, a bit more of the Amazon delivery drones. Uh, oh, I hope so. Sooner rather than later. Upcoming, Diederik van Vleuten, Holland's only stand-up historian, has a new program in which he tells about his father, who, instead of talking about the usual stuff like women and football, told his son about Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill was, of course, freaking awesome, so if it's, this is something that sounds interesting to you, you can get tickets for the show on the 2nd of February uh, on the Teatro de Vesta website. It sounds uh, really interesting. I yep. like the title of Stand Up Historian. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. And for the international crowd, the annual Feel at Home Fair in The Hague takes place this weekend. The fair welcomes foreign residents in the Netherlands who are interested in getting information about services and organizations that are open to them. The event takes place on February 5th, and you can find the information registration in the liner notes. The event takes place on February 5th, and you can find the registration information in the liner notes. That is all that we have for you this week. Uh, I'm Molly. And I'm Diederik. And we will be back with you next week. Delta is the independent university magazine of the Technical University of Delft. You can find all of our stories online at delta.tudelft.nl. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are available. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to get Delta in your inbox every week, you can subscribe to our newsletter on the website.